Finding your healthy you should look like freedom. Join me as we discover healthy, life-giving practices and build a lifestyle that you love. In God's strength, we do this one day at a time. You're listening to episode number 102 of the Beautiful Day Project. Do you ever get stuck in a loop in your head? Do you ever get in a cycle of not falling through on your good intentions? Do you ever feel like your efforts are thwarted by negative beliefs and pessimistic outlooks? Today we're going to discuss a strategy to push out of cyclical failures. This is a good one. Are you ready to jumpstart your weight loss, but you don't know how to get started? I've coached a lot of women just like you, but for each one, for each woman, their journey is unique. I created a weight loss path quiz that I would really love for you to take, and it's going to give you free direction and tips for reaching that goal. You've got this, my sweet sister. Just go to lauraarmandaris.com forward slash quiz. Just yesterday, I'm recording this podcast in July. It'll be coming out in August, I believe. And um, we were at the pool yesterday, but we didn't get to spend much time there. And the reason was we ended up going in for one of my daughter's vaccinations. And it was so funny because the whole time we're in the doctor's office, I started to really fret and worry that we were not going to have enough pool time. And yet those vaccinations were really important um, for our daughter. And she was, you know, just at the age where she needed them. And so here I am. It was like an hour and a half in the doctor's office waiting for our shots. And I could have went through a process that I am going to be sharing with you today. It's funny because I, um, as I wrote this episode, I realized that like I knew better than to kind of wallow in my worries yesterday. And I will be talking to you about how, what you can do, what we can all do whenever we're in a cycle of like worry or self-condemnation or anything that's really a negative loop in our head. Like this thought that comes around and around and around. I'm sure you can already like think of several of those loops that you have right now. In the last episode, we dove into becoming resourceful in our weight loss and health goals uh, and so that we can really start making progress. When I was recording that podcast, I realized that it had been a, a while since we had a conversation about how important it is not to get stuck inside our own head and what we can do to avoid that. I have so many women that I work with that do a lot of emotional eating because of those negative thought cycles in their head. I mean, it really truly is that more than anything that drives them to the pantry or the refrigerator or makes them grab their car keys to go go out and get an ice cream. So let's talk about that today and what we can do. Dr. Caroline Leaf did some studies on individuals where she hooked them up to brain scanning devices and she told them to think about something that they were anxious about. Then they were to return the next day and think about that same thing again that they're anxious about. Now, the instructions came with they they were not supposed to share 
what they were anxious about to another person. So they weren't supposed to discuss it with anybody else. Um, they were just supposed to go home and come back and think about it again. What was fascinating was that the patterns that she saw in those brain scans didn't change from the first scan where they thought about it to the next day when they thought about that, that anxious thing again, the patterns stay the same. And then she had them discuss it, like verbally talk about it out loud. And when she redid the scans, the patterns changed and they never went back to the way they were. And I love, love it that there's scientific evidence for what we feel as a human being. She found scientific evidence for something that as human humans we feel all the time getting stuck on a problem in our heads. Continued show, studies showed that verbal or written conversations, journaling, and prayer all hold the power to break negative cycles in the brain. Wow, right? Like you literally have the ability to get out of it if, if you choose to. So what are you really stressed or worried about right now. I'm going to walk you through a little exercise. It'll only take a few minutes if you stay focused. And I highly recommend this, especially if you find yourself wanting to dive into the candy bar or open up a bag of chips to ease your anxiety. I, I want you to consider going through this process first and seeing if this helps instead of the food you know that's not going to serve you. Now you can do this on a paper. You can do this out loud. You can talk it out with a friend. Or you can just pray about it either verbally or in a journaling, in a journal, okay? The goal is to stop cycles of emotional eating by getting out of the worry cycle or anxiety cycle or frustration cycle that's in our head. Um, and to stop ourselves from comforting ourselves from food, we instead just comfort ourselves by getting out of the torture that we're putting ourselves through in our own brain. <laughs> All right, you're going to ask and answer a series of questions with the goal of getting a new perspective on the situation, maybe finding a solution or possibly realizing that there isn't as big of a problem as you suspected. I'm going to list the questions and then work through one of my own worries with you. Okay, so here are the questions. The questions are, what is the problem? Why is this a problem? Is there any way to see this problem as a blessing? What would you have to change for this not to be a problem anymore? What do you have control of? What are you taking responsibility for that you have no control over? What can you take on today? What, can, what actions can you take today, tomorrow, or in the near future? What do you need to let go and let God take control of? And what would you like to ask others to pray about for you? Okay, I'm going to share with you a worry. I'm a teacher. This year I'll be teaching high school English for the first time. Now I've taught middle school English and I've taught elementary students first grade, second grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade. So I do have a, you know experience as a teacher, but I do not have experience being a high school English teacher. In fact, beyond some work in church, I've never really taught any kids beyond the ninth grade. I'm nervous and I'm afraid that it'll be a train wreck. Maybe that I'll be a train wreck. Before I go through the questions with you, I am going to pray. I just, I want to invite the Holy Spirit into the process. I am literally going through this with you on the podcast. Okay, so let's just take a moment. Dear God. I know you love me. I know you love my students. 
please fill me with your insight and your wisdom and your peace as I sort through these thoughts and just let me be full of your truth, God. In Jesus' name do I pray. Amen. Okay, first of all, what is the problem? The problem is that I've never taught high school English before and I'm still learning the standards and the age group. Why is this a problem? I might not be very good at my job. I might even fail and the students will learn nothing and I'll be miserable. I do not like being bad at anything. Um, and I'm also a little concerned that maybe my personality won't go well with this age group. So, yeah. Is there any way to see this problem as a blessing? Well, it is a challenge. It will stretch me and grow me. Plus, I'll get to know what high school students are like a little bit better. And then, you know, I do believe that I have the light of God inside of me and I will get to shine that into the lives of their students. Um, so there's that too. What would you have to change for this not to be a problem anymore? Well, besides not teaching high school English, I would have to learn the standards of high school English. I will also need to figure out how to teach those standards and how to develop a classroom management strategy or plan that works for me and this age group of kids. Most of all, I do need practice and experience. I mean, so many of these things I can't be solved in any other way than experience. It's just the truth. What do you have control over? I do have control over my attitude, what I learn uh, before I start and what I learn while I'm teaching. Um, I have control over what I put into practice in the curriculum. I actually have a lot of agency over what books we read and um, what materials I use. And I also have control over what the physical environment looks like, my self-evaluation process. I also have control over whether or not I ask for help from older teachers and more experienced teachers um, to get their advice and input. I actually have a lot of resources and control over so much, which sometimes frightens me because it would be really great to just be given like step one, step two, step three, and then if it didn't work, it wouldn't be my fault. So um, <laughs> there is that aspect of it. Okay, what can you take action on today, tomorrow, or in the new, near future? Well, I can start to work on the curriculum, and I have already. I can begin to process a process of self-evaluation and journaling. Um, as a teacher, it's very, very powerful to just keep a little journal of how the day went and what worked or didn't work. Not that you need to reread it, but just going through the process of thinking about it is it's very powerful. Um... Where am I? Okay. What do you need to let go and let God take control over? I totally need to let God have control over my students' hearts and all of my tomorrows. You know, it's funny because if you're at all a people pleaser or if you base your um, success on how other people react, then it's very difficult being a parent or a teacher because kids, kids are, um, you know, they're growing, they're changing often the reactions you get from them have nothing at all to do with you. So just remembering that and remembering that it, to show up in a way that is um, good for them is all you can do, you know. And then what would you like to ask others to pray about for you? I would ask my listeners and I'm going to ask my friends and family that Pray that I figure things out and develop a curriculum that truly benefits the students and the school, um, and that I develop a rapport with my students that facilitates their learning. I 
that's what that would be my prayer, you know, and I would really love to love my job. Um, so yeah. Okay. Well, so sweetie, what are you worried about today? These questions are found on the show notes for today's podcast at lauraarmandaris.com forward slash podcasts. And I really encourage you to work through them with a mature friend, your journal, or your prayer time. It is a process that will help you feel more calm and so much more content, so much quicker than a sleeve of Oreos. I'm serious. Those sleeve of Oreos, you're going to swallow them. They're going to be gone. And you're still going to be worried about this. So... I just have to encourage you. Go ahead and go through these questions. It'll help you so much. Already, I have to tell you that I feel more confident. It's so cool to go through those questions and realize what the solutions are and um, what you can ask people to pray for, too. Really, really cool. I'm so excited to figure this out. And thank you, God, for being with us today. And thank you, my dear friend, for letting me have that conversation with you. And once again, I'm just going to tell you that after you go through this process and you realize you have a specific prayer, please send me a message. You could you could either reply to an email if you are on my email list, or you could go ahead and just send me a, a message on Facebook or Instagram and tell me what your specific prayer is. I will pray for you. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. All my love to you, and I'll catch you next week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends if it was helpful. I love being here for you. Visit my website to read more about my life and my work at lauraarmandaris.com. That's L-O-R-A-A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z. And of course, you can always find everything linked in the podcast notes. This life coach is not a licensed health professional. Always consult your physician or mental health professional when considering health changes or weight loss regimes.